Maybe maybe one more, uh, just very, very, very short. Maybe maybe another Indian. I'm just thinking as we're eating the Suda. Maybe another Indian in this tremendous simcha of the Suda. Again, it's not put down in Shulchan Aruch, It's not put down in the Mechaber. It's not put down in the Gemara. But maybe, maybe the simcha of the Suda. Maybe the simcha of the Suda is the very fact that we went through 25 hours, 26 hours of Yom Kippur. And we're hungry. And we're hungry. And we're sitting down for a Suda because we didn't eat a long time. And it seems like it's the biggest steerer to everything that we just went through. The opinion of Yom Kippur is we don't need any Gashmias. We're totally not involved in this world. And on the Maisa, it comes Matzi Yom Kippur and we're hungry. And we sit down for a full Suda, not just because we want to celebrate the fact that we had a Tzlich and Kapara. Maybe on, a, maybe on a simpler, simpler reason. The reason why we eat a Suda is because we're hungry. And that itself, Ba'etzim, is not a Stira. On the contrary, it's the greatest, it's the greatest Hashlama to everything that took place on Yom Kippur. One of the beautiful, beautiful parts of davening that we, that we say during Musaf talks about the difference between humans and Malachim. And the fact that the Rabbanisham is all the greatest Malachim in the world. The Shrap and the Chayes, the Fani, the Rabbanisham has everything. Rabbanisham has everything. He doesn't need us. But Afal Pikein, the Rabbanisham wants our Avoidah. We say, Visa, Tehila, Megushe, Afar, Mikrutse, Chaymer. We talk about what we are. We're made out of Afar. But Afar, Atatashav, we're nothing. We come from nothing. We'll end up like nothing. But that Gufu is the greatest mile of a Yid. The greatest mile of a Yid is that we're not Malachim. That we're not malachim, that we're humans, and we have a yetsahara, and we have a guf, and we have taivis, and we have a yetsahara, and a yetsahara. That's the mile of a yid. That's guf for the mile of a yid. So we walk out of Yom Kippur, and we say, Lamaisa, it was amazing. Yom Kippur was amazing. The 26 hours were amazing. But we're hungry. We're hungry. I, I that's a steer to everything I went through. It's not a steer. Fakir, that's the greatest ashlama to everything you went through. When we clap al khayt, and we clap ashamnu, and we're, and we're crying to the Rabbanisham over everything wrong that we did. At the same time, it means that, yeah, we're human. And if we can mess up, we can also fix ourselves up. Uh, a malach is called an ayman. A malach can't move. A malach can't fall. A malach can't pick himself back up. So um, it's nice. A malach can sing beautiful, beautiful praises to Hashem. But they're not real. They're not authentic. They're not genuine. And the very fact, the, big, the biggest raya that we were real, the whole Yom Kippur, is the fact that after Yom Kippur, we need to eat. And we need to take a coffee and Advil and we need to sit down for a suda and we need to go to sleep and we'll probably sleep a little bit later tomorrow morning that we would like to, although it says no a person should wake up a little early tomorrow, we're probably going to sleep. But yeah, but that's, what, that's what being human is all about. But the fact that we're human means that what we did the past 26 hours is also was a human doing it. Not a malach. We're like malachim, but we're also not malachim. And that, that itself is the greatest, greatest milo. I mentioned before that tonight's the yard site of a tzaddik who lived in Yerushalayim. It was such a famous tzaddik. He became a little bit more famous after. Of Usher Freund, who was Nifter Mamish on Matzim Kippur, as in Kippur was ending. And Rosh Freund used to say that when a Yid falls, a Yid has to celebrate the fact that that means he's a human. You fell, you had an afila, something didn't work out exactly the way you wanted, that means that you're human. And that's the greatest mila of a person is the fact that he's human. And that's, that's our avoidah. Perhaps that's the ikra avoidah of what we're doing tonight. We're just sitting and we're celebrating the fact that we're hungry and therefore we're going to eat. And we're tired, therefore we're going to sleep. And, and we're doing things which are human, but that's the mila. That's the mila of what it means to be a yid. I mentioned many, many times. I don't, I don't think that I said it over here, Kalimur, but I mentioned many times before this mashal for the Kedushas Levi, but it's such an emistic mashal. It's such an emistic mashal. I, I could say it over myself every day. 
and I think it would be good to say over every day, but it's, it's, it, it, it shows us what it means, what it means to be beloved by the Rabbanu Shalom. The Helik of Adichavar pulled over a mushal about a king who spent thousands and thousands of dollars getting a prized parrot from Africa. And he got this parrot chipped in, and along with the parrot came somebody who trained in the parrot, not just the parrot itself. And every morning, this was the king's pride and joy. As he woke up, the parrot would wish the king, wish the king good morning, say, good morning, your majesty, how are you? And every night before the king went to bed, the parrot would say, good evening, your majesty, I hope you sleep well. This was the king's pride and joy. Anybody that came into his palace that was worth anything, he would bring him into his private chambers and show him this parrot and say, look, you know how much money I spent to have this parrot, this amazing parrot that talks to me, wishes me good morning, wishes me good night. It's the greatest thing in the world. Until one day, a simple villager came in. It was the king's old friend. He'd been friends with the king before the king became the king. And the king obviously was schmoozing with the villager and he wants to show him his prized possession. His parrot is the only parrot like this in the whole country. And he brings him into his chamber and he signals to the parrot and the parrot says, good morning, your majesty, how are you? He signals again and he says, good evening, your majesty, I hope you sleep well. And the king's looking at his friend for a reaction, waiting for him to be blown away like everybody else is. The guy's not impressed. The villager's not impressed. So he says, it doesn't blow your mind, the fact that you can have an animal that I can signal to it and it says good morning and good evening, that doesn't impress you? He says, no. He says, I think you're a fool. He says, how much money did you spend on this parrot? 6,000 rubles. He says, you're a fool. He says, I've been standing here talking to you for how long before you showed me the parrot? Two hours. He said, we've been having a, a normal conversation, like two humans. You ask me questions, I give you answers. We have an, we're having an intelligent conversation. He said, you paid 6,000 rubles for an animal that could say two phrases? That, that's what's impressive of you? He says, I'm much more impressive than the parrot. I, I could sit here and I can talk for days and days and days and I'll never get tired. I could say new things and old things. I could say whatever you want, whatever you don't want. You're impressed by a parrot who could say two simple phrases? And that's who you spent your money on? I thought kings were supposed to be smart. You're a fool. And the king told the villager, you're the fool. He says, I'm not impressed by you because you're a human and humans are meant to speak. It's the mile of a human is a ruach You have the ability to speak. So you can speak for two hours or two days or two months. It doesn't impress me because you're a human. Of course you can speak. But he said, animals are not supposed to speak. Do you know of any other animal in the animal kingdom that can speak besides the parrot? Do you know of anybody else that has a parrot like this that has an animal in their house that talks to them? He says, so yeah, maybe it can say less than you could, but it's more impressive because that's not what it's naturally inclined to do. Every day, the Rabbanu calls the whole Pamal Yedilei. Rabbanu calls over all the Malachim and says, Look, look at Chazu Banei Chavivai. Look at Klal Yisrael. They're staying and saying Baruch Sha'amar and Yishtabach and they're saying Geshmana Esrei. It's the most beautiful thing. And Hashem stood in front of every shul and Hashem brings all the Malachim on Yom Kippur. Hashem says, Look, look, look at my children. Chazu Banei Chavivai. They're standing the whole day and they're crying and they haven't eaten or drink their drink the whole day. And the Pashan involved in Tefillah the whole day. Isn't this amazing? And Malachim said, Rabban really? That's amazing? Do you know what that Yid's thinking about while he's davening the Elah? He's thinking about what he's going to eat after. And you know that this Yid is thinking that he doesn't like the niggin that the Chazan picked. And this Yid's standing there and he's thinking about if his feet are hurting him, if he should sit down. But if he sits down, people are going to look at him funny because the orange's open and he's not sure if he's a lattice. Rabban you're impressed by that? 
We're much more impressive. We've been singing your praises since the day of creation. Since the beginning of creation, we haven't stopped singing your praises. And we think about nothing else other than your praises. Why are you impressed by humans? What's the mile of humans? Mashiach tells them, you don't understand anything. You can sit here and sing praises from today until Mashiach comes, but it doesn't mean anything. Because that's what you're created to do. That's your teva. And you don't know anything else. And you don't have a goof, and you don't have a yitzhahara, and you're not hungry, and you're not tired, and you don't have gaiva and kina and taiva. You don't have anything else. So of course you can do that. I'm not impressed by it. But the fact that there's a yid who's standing in Tav Shempei Gimel <coughs> and crying when he says, that's impressive to me, Rabbi Shem says. Because that's real, real, real. Going against a person's natural goof, which wants anything else other than to stand in shul the whole day on Yom Kippur. And the Mela, the whole avoid of Matzi Yom Kippur, is celebrating the fact that we're human. The fact that, yeah, we're going to have Nephilis. Rishon Lechesh Ben Avoynas. Everybody asks. It's an odd thing to say. Rishon Lechesh Ben Avoynas. Lechachtam Lechem Bayem Rishon. That's what we're celebrating. The first day of Sukkot. The fact that we have an Avoyn. The fact that we fool. Maybe, yeah. Maybe we're celebrating the fact that we could fool. Rishon Lechesh Ben Avoynas. The first Avera that we do is, is Taka means that, yeah, we're human. But the fact that we're human means that everything else that we do that's Kaddish is that much more special and means that much more to the Rabbanisham because it's humans that sat in Shul the whole day, not Malachim. And yeah, we scream up Baruch Shem and we were almost like Malachim, but then it comes Matzim Kippur and we say, we're not really Malachim Rabbanisham. <laughs> we, we, we got there, we're almost there, but then we, it comes to, comes to Meirev and we're going to go a little bit quicker because we're hungry and we're going to say Baruch Shem quietly and we're humans <coughs> once again. And it reminds us that everything we do is so much more precious by the Rabbanisham Tafka because we're humans. Maybe that's the celebration. We're sitting here, we're eating a Suda because we're hungry. And humans, humans eat when they're hungry. Malachim don't eat when they're hungry. They could go to Avram Avinu and they can make believe they're eating. They don't eat when they're hungry. But when a human's hungry after sitting in shul all day, a human eats. And that's the greatest smile of Yiddish. Hashem should help us be zeicha to recognize that this is our mila that we can get up and we can fall. Rats v'shav. This is what we are. We have the ability to be oimid, to be neifel, to be to become. This is this is the mila of a human. Sheva yipul tzadik v'kam. Hashem should help us be zeicha to recognize the mila of being a human. The my love, this is this is where the Rabbanisham wants us to heal us to come from, his praises. And Rich by doing that, we'll be Zaikha to celebrate every every Aliyah that we have by recognizing how precious those Aliyahs are to the Rabbanishwala. <laughs> <Kaya. laughs>